everyone. Welcome to Monsters and Masterpieces. I'm Raven, she, her. And I'm B, she, her. And I have no idea what we're talking about today, because it's B's episode. I know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> That'd be pretty bad if I didn't. Yeah, it would be, um, it would be them listening to us ramble for, I don't know how long, and, uh, Maybe would not be a fun episode. I don't know. Neurodivergence is uh, an adventure sometimes. <laughs> I do want to make an announcement that we have our own app now. And our own little app community if you want to join. Uh, it's through Spaces by Wix. So if you just download the Spaces app uh, and search for Monmast underscore podcast, it should bring up our page and you can join leave comments see the latest announcements all that fun stuff join now do it do it <laughs> and also um they found a female vampire in poland in a cemetery in poland what yeah yeah when was this this was two days ago but how do they know it's vampire so she's technically not a vampire, but what had happened was... What had happened was... Um, they placed this rounded sickle blade over her throat after burying her, and also put a padlock on her big toe. What the fuck? <laughs> Which was Poland's way of... Uh, Killing vampires before they had the chance to arise from the grave during the vampire pandemic. Quote, vampire pandemic. What? <laughs> um, so yeah, there was the this huge fear of vampires sweeping across Europe. And uh, there were a ton of different methods for dealing with corpses that were suspected to be infected with vampirism, um, including dismemberment, burning the bodies, cutting the heart out, and grounding it up, like a whole bunch of stuff. This oh. particular lady was part of a higher class because she was found with a silk scarf. And... I don't know why they thought she could have been a vampire. There's some speculation that it's because she had a snaggle tooth. What? Um, yeah, we don't know how she died. And uh, she could have just been unfairly judged for, uh, you know, having a snaggle. Like we all do. I'm like, bitch, I'm going to put a, a lock on your toe. Yeah, I don't know what the lock how, on the toe is. How dare you have a snaggle tooth? <laughs> Lock on the toe it is. That is crazy. We should have an episode about all that. Oh, yeah, we for sure will. I mean, vampires are going to be... Oh, a saga? It is, yeah, that's going to be... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's a full, like, six-episode thing. It's going to be a whole series. <laughs> vampires, like, anything you can possibly name that has affected us as a society, vampires. Uh, well, today, 
we're not talking about vampires, even though we just did a little bit. What we are talking about, and something that I kind of want to start the series on, maybe not like consecutively, maybe just sprinkle here and there, is talking about yokai. Yes. Yes. Um, which if you are not aware or know what yokai, yokai are, uh, they are a class of supernatural entities and spirits in Japanese folklore. Um, they're not like demons, like in a Western sort of sense. Like they're not like, I, I wouldn't consider them kind of like, like vampires or like, like, yeah, they're not like really how like, we, like the Western world treats like. They're just mischievous little entities. They're Yeah, they're just like spirits and like little monster creatures. Um but their their behavior can range from malevolent to mischievous to benevolent to humans. Um and often yokai have animal features. Um usually the most like well known and popular ones are like animals. But they can also appear um, humanoid or resemble inanimate objects, while some have no discernible shape. Huh. Which is interesting. Which is like that dark shadow figure I see every once in a while. What the fuck? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Okay, wait. Pause. What? What dark okay. shadow figure? I... <laughs> It's probably just my sleep paralysis demon. It's oh fine. okay. I mean, Eric, um, at his childhood house, he had like this dark shadowy figure that would follow him. Oh my god. Um, and when I was working, uh, at my college bookstore, which is very very old, like three pages of people who have died there, um, I would have a lot of weird stuff happen to me. Um, like, I would be shelving books, and I would hear a stack of, like, hardcover chemistry books, like, 50 pounds worth of books come crashing to the floor, and I would go over to the aisle, and nothing would be there. Or I would see somebody walking around in the back of the stacks, and I would go back there to help them, because that was my job. And nobody would be there, and there was no way for them to get in or out without passing me. So, uh, one time in our um, docking area, we had a bunch of bookshelves back there to organize stuff that we were taking out of stock. And they're bolted to to the cement wall. And they started falling down one by one, just getting pulled out of the wall. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And I I just had weird vibes there all the time. What the fuck? My cell phone would die out of nowhere, especially in the catacombs. Oh my god. Um, Yeah. Lots of, lots of stuff. We should have an episode where we just talk about our personal ghost experiences or, like, weird yes. shit that's happened to us. Yes. Yeah. I would love to. Definitely. Okay. Unpause. Back to what we were talking about. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I see dead people. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> Anyways. Yokai. Yes. 
So the specific yokai that we're talking about today is the tanuki. Whee! Oh my god. <laughs> they are one of the most popular and well-known <laughs> of all the yokai. At least of the animal yokai. And are shapeshifters with the form of a raccoon dog. And if you didn't know, the Japanese raccoon dog is a real thing. It's cute. Look it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> this legendary creature is said to be mischievous and joyous, but can also be gullible and absent-minded. The tanuki may use a magical leaf that can give them power to, meta- to change themselves or objects. Aside from their powerful ability to change their shape, perhaps the most famous attribute uh, that the tanuki possess is their large and magical testicles. (laughs) (laughs) Which they can adapt to any need. They are used as weapons, drums, fans to keep cool, even umbrellas. (laughs) Often... (laughs) Often, tanuki incorporate their testicles into their disguises. The tanuki becoming a shopkeeper and its testicles transforming into the shop. What? Yeah. I can't just, like, what if they have to sneak into, like, a nunnery or something? They just, like, grab that ball skin and just stretch it around their head and they're like, alright, I'm ready. Let's, let's, Let's go in here. Yep. Yep. Let's get at that wine and that bread. <laughs> uh, when they are in disguise, um, they like to use little rhymes to lure people into their games, which inadvertently end in inconvenience or embarrassment. They like to trick people into touching enchanted objects like umbrellas or rice cakes, which will cause the person to be transported into the distant wilderness. Their favorite curses cause inconvenience by forcing people to run around hills or chase after enchanted objects. Uh, The earliest appearance of a tanuki in Japanese folklore comes from the Nihon Shokai, the Chronicles of Japan, that's the translation, which deals mostly with Japanese mythology. It was written in 1720. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, 720. 720. 720. And the chapter about the Empress Sukyo expressively mentions the Tanuki. Um, the Tanuki also appears in the Nihon Rokyui, Rokyu, written around 780, and the Shui Monogari, written in the 13th century. So, mm. pretty old. In the ancient religions of the Japanese Isles, Tanuki were considered gods and rulers over all things in nature. With the introduction of Buddhism, they gradually lost that status. Like other magical animals, they took on the role of messengers of the gods and guardians of local areas. So there's a lot of shrines um, that have Tanuki statues that sit outside the uh, shrine entrance. Testes and all. Testes and all. Mm. I wonder (laughs) if anybody, like... I hope it's not like a Buddha situation where if you walk up and rub it, it's good luck. A lot of the statues are kind of portrayed in a Buddhist or a Buddha sort of quality. So they have like big round tummies mm. kind of thing. And they're holding objects and yeah. Um, while Tanuki are not generally feared or considered malicious yokai, they're not entirely harmless either. Like humans, each one is a unique individual 
And while many tanuki are jovial do-gooders who love the company of humans, some locals tell of horrible tanuki who snatch humans to eat or spirit them away to become servants of the gods. The most intelligent and magically inept tanuki have been known to adopt human names and practices such as gambling, drinking, even administration and religious activities. They are often known to love sake. And many of the statues of them are them holding a gourd full of sake. Gourd or bottle. Well, I was going to say, like, it seems a lot of the mischievous stuff they do is uh, related to materialism. Mm -hmm. But then if they get into, like, drinking, gambling, and all that stuff, it's like, okay, but... Like, you've lived long enough to see yourself become the monster. (laughs) (laughs) What happened here? Yeah. Many go through their whole lives living among humans without ever being detected. In human form, Tanuki have proven to be as corruptible as the humans they emulate, and some Tanuki have well-earned reputations as thieves, drunkards, liars, and cheats. Using their shape-shifting abilities, the Tanuki will try to try and pass off leaves or scraps of paper as money in exchange for goods. Thieves! Thieves! And because of this, ceramic statuettes of them are often left outside restaurants and bars in particular in an attempt to trick the tricksters into believing that they or one of their kind have already visited the store in question so that their tricks won't work on them. Mm. Interesting. That also reminds me of the bookstore. <laughs> um, we had somebody uh, ask for a change for a $100 bill, and the cashier gave them change, but then uh, when we went to count the money, the $100 bill said uh, movie money. Oh. Like, really, like, obviously movie money. Like, it was, like, fake. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that happened. That's, oh, God. What a tanuki move. Seriously. Um, additionally, many use their shape-shifting powers to transform into stones, trees, statues, and even ordinary hi- household items in order to play tricks on people. Some even transform into giants and horrible monsters, either to terrorize humans for pleasure or else to scare them away from places they shouldn't be. Using their shape-shifting abilities, the Tanuki will try and pass off... Oh, nope. I already said that. (laughs) Uh, I just lost where I was. Sorry. (laughs) It happens. Um, Some famous folklore legends of the Tanuki include um, Banuku Chagma, which roughly translates to happiness bubbling over like a teapot. Oh, that's cute. It is cute. Uh, This tells the story of a peasant who finds a tanuki caught in a trap. He sets it free, and the tanuki decides to repay him for the favor. It transforms into a teapot, and the peasant sells him to a Buddhist monk. Unable to stand the heat, the tanuki half-transforms back into its original form and runs back to the peasant's house. Together, they make a fortune as the half-tanuki, half-teapot performs tricks to make a living. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's Isn't that kind of funny? Funny and kind of wholesome. I know, it's kind of cute. <laughs> I feel like I need a Disney movie about this. Yeah. Pixar, get on it. I mean, like, all of the, we'll see it in a minute, but, like, all of the, like, uh, 
like statues and a lot and a, some of the art not all of the art but some of the art are, it's very cute like tanukis are cute except for the big balls thing but like they're very cute like and if you actually look up the raccoon dog they're very cute animals this totally explains an anime I was watching recently. <laughs> There's this character in it, and I totally thought this was, like, a PG anime. Like, it was very kid-friendly for the first 10-ish episodes. I'm shaking my head at her right now, so... <laughs> I mean, I, Mushi, she was kid-friendly. Like, there was nothing scandalous about... I mean, okay. There's some good animes out there that I feel like aren't. But, like, kid-friendly in Japan is different than kid-friendly here. Like, they show, like, bare breasts in kid shows over there. Uh, well. Because they don't really give a shit. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not as, like, censor-heavy as it is here, you know? By kid-friendly, I mean, there was no, like, sexual innuendos. There was no, um, misogyny. There was, it was a very clean anime, very, um, Yu-Gi-Oh type of, I don't know, Naruto. It reminds me of stuff like that. But, um, there's this one character that came out all of a sudden, <laughs> raccoon creature with a giant ball sack <laughs> that just starts smacking him in the face with it. <laughs> and just, I was like, what? Oh. What? <laughs> But yeah, that's... I don't know what anime this is, but that's funny. I'll, I'll text Eric and I'll ask him. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, another story from the Soko Tanuki um, is the story of a Tanuki who, disguised as a monk, goes to work in a temple. After many years of hard work, the Tanuki was caught mid-nap in its original form. Rather than chase the trickster away... The monks instead rewarded its hard work by giving it the rank of a page and allowing it to stay in the temple. That's cute. I know. Um, in 1795, if reports are to be believed, a tanuki masquerading as a samurai made its way into a Nagasaki brothel and proceeded to take full advantage of all the services on offer. He was eventually discovered, again while sleeping, and was forcibly removed from the premises. All of the money he had used inside the brothel turned to dried leaves as he left the site. And then the final story that I have uh, written down is there is also the story of Bozu Tanuki, who inhabits a bridge in Hanada on the island of Shikoku. If you cross his bridge, the Tanuki will shave your hair with a straight razor. Um, Didn't find out why, but very uh, Sweeney Todd of him. <laughs> no, Sweeney Todd would be to kill him and then eat eat him, turn him into a meat pie. Um. So the anime is Shaman King. Oh, Shaman King. There's one character that's a fox that pees on people. As a weapon, and then there's a tanuki that has gigantic testicles that he can, like, transform to use as a weapon. <laughs> he can, oh like, box God. your ears with them and stuff. Wow. And uh, this didn't happen until later on in the series, so it shocked the hell out of me. I 
obviously don't watch a ton of anime. <laughs> yeah, I Tanuki are pretty, like, a lot of yokai is um, obviously in a lot of, like, popular culture in Japan. Like, it's in a lot of anime and movies. There's, like I said, statues and all kinds of fun stuff um, of a lot of different yokai, but especially, like, Tanuki. So our images, if you want to pull them up. Mm-hmm. So our first one is a taxidermy of a raccoon dog wearing cute little, little sandals. It's so cute, but <laughs> kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah, um, this particular one is uh, displayed in a Buddhist temple in Japan, um, and it's in the area of the folktale of the Banuku Chagma, so the story, the first story I mentioned. It's very cute, but like... It's it, also kind of fucked up taxidermy, not gonna lie. Yeah, it's kind of nightmare fuel. Um, but it has its big balls. <laughs> it big looks like it... Balls. <laughs> sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Um, it looks like it took an entire other uh, raccoon dog thing to um, make the balls. Oh, probably. Like, there's no way this thing actually had those, because he would not be able to walk. Also, its snout is kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of weird looking. But I'm guessing this is really old, so. Yeah. It's probably seen some shit. It's yeah. been through some shit. <laughs> like, most of it has, is it probably not even the original body parts anymore? They probably, probably had to Frankenstein it or something. Yeah. Oof, the dust. <laughs> the dust that has to come with this. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Um, our next image is a pretty popular imagery of a statue of a tanuki. This is the one with the big belly, big balls. Mm. It's carrying a bottle of sake. Cute. It has a big straw hat. It's very cute. This one is at least somewhat more functional. Like, it would be walking on its balls, but it has like a, a gap in between them so it can mm. actually pee. <laughs> Yup. But it's very adorable. Yes, it's very cute. I wouldn't mind having one of these little statues. Um, so our next piece here is a tanuki using its ball sack to, as an umbrella, to cover itself from the rain. Mm, that's worse than what I thought it would look like. It's so blobbish. Yeah. Um, so this illustration and then the, um, next illustration, I believe, are from a artist called Utagawa Kuniyushi, 1798 to 1861 is when he was born and died, and he was a popular, like, you know, folklore Japanese artist. He did a lot of stuff on yokai. I honestly think we should do an episode on him because, like, a lot of his art's pretty crazy. Um, but I believe these specific, this illustration and the next one are actually part of a book 
that's called More Fun with Raccoon Dogs. Um, and it was published in 1844. And it's just a collection of comic prints on Tanukis and their various little fun things that they do. This is a uh, ball sack with swim goggles. Uh, a little disturbing. Oh, the next image. Are you on the next image? This one? Yes. Is that the one we're talking about right now, or did I... It was the previous one. Oh, the previous one, sorry. Yes, the previous one is where he was uh, using it as an umbrella. An umbrella, okay. But the next one, we can go ahead and move to the next one. So the next one is actually a tanuki using his ball sack as a... um, Basically disguised it to look like a specific monster. Um, That's not a one-eyed snake. No. It's a two-eyed snake. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. I had it written down. It's so... Aliens literally just ball sack with swim goggles. Um, so it's supposed to be mimicking a Rokur Okubi which is a type of yokai that um, almost look completely like humans, but they have a long neck that stretches or its head detaches from its body to move around freely. So in this imagery, the um, Tanuki disguised it as one of these specific yokai to scare away other individuals. So... It's very like um, Freddy Krueger as a phallic worm monster <laughs> in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, uh, swallowing up Patricia Arquette. It is, it's very that. <laughs> it also reminds me of something else, but I honestly can't, like, it kind of reminds me of like a sock puppet. It does look like a sock <laughs> It's like googly eyes. googly eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it nasty. It nasty. Yeah. It's, it's the wrinkles for me <laughs> in this image and the last image just, um, whew. Mm. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. And then our final image is Tom Nook. no wonder he's wearing the apron yeah it's tied his big balls um (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) which in the newer this is the obviously this is the first animal crossing um imagery of him or little sprite of him in the new Animal Crossing, he's actually wearing a full, like, shirt and pants. Mm-hmm. So, no balls, unfortunately. Or fortunately, however you feel about it. <laughs> um, but this was just an example of the cute little tanuki that's in a lot of popular culture, including anime, video games, movies, art, sculptures, all of it. This explains why he's... He's a shopkeeper. Well, not just that, but he's shady as fuck, and he's greedy, and he's, like, he, in every single game, he tricks you into paying 
for the entire town, the construction of the entire town. Mm-hmm. Like, that is hard Tanuki energy. Well, if you've noticed, especially in Animal Crossing, they reference this, the leaves are items. So they turn items into leaves or vice versa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mind blown. <laughs> like, so much is coming into perspective for me right now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and his little his little apron has a leaf on it. Thank you. <laughs> Very cute. Oh, I can't believe I've never connected these dots before. <laughs> but it um, wouldn't be the first time that something from, like, Japanese uh, culture popped up like that. Like, Coco the doll is a traditional funerary doll. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I guess another reference, I didn't do an image, but uh, in Mario, Super Mario World, uh, when he gets the feather, or the leaf, whatever you want to call it, he turns, he wears like a little tanuki suit, and he can fly. Oh, oh, Mm -hmm. I just realized what he's flying with if he's a tanuki. Well, it's technically his tail. There's no balls. Yeah, nice episode, no trigger warnings required, except... Balls. Uh, ball sack. I'm going to have to put that in there. Trigger um, warning, ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> Balls. Balls. Yeah, keep it light. Keep it, keep classy. You always do the fun episodes and then I come in with... The really like, hard, serious ones. Yeah. The, I don't know, but Car- Caravaggio was... It was long. <laughs> yeah, I mean... There was... Yeah, I feel like that's the only dark episode you've you've done, though. Oh, don't worry. I've got some plans in the works. Oh, yeah. So do I. I would not be surprised if no one listens to the next episode. It's gonna be... Oh, the next one's gonna be so fucked. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be horrific. Yeah. So... And actually, like, probably my next three are gonna be pretty bad, but this next one especially... Is pretty bad. I already know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So get excited for that if you're into that. If you're not into it, then uh, oops, sorry. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to remember our uh, trigger warning for that. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a long list. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you to Geeky Bee's Nails, who is releasing awesome new nail polishes all the time. Still in love with the Static X collection that came out. Once I grow my nails out long enough, I will post some pictures of that on our Instagram because uh, all of my nails got broken off and just keeps on happening and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. Ooh, yeah. I'm actually redoing my nails here pretty soon and uh, I'm going to be using the nail polish I got from her. Yes. It'll be so cool. Very excited. I'll take a picture and we'll post it. Mm Mm-hmm. And thank you to The Abnormalist for doing our amazing music. He rocks! Literally. Go check out his Spotify and anywhere else you get your music. Uh, And thank you to Eric Diaz, who may or may not edit the sound for this one this time. I don't know. We keep uh, doing this on the weekends, and he works weekends. Oops, sorry. That's that's (laughs) our own fault, so... (laughs) 
We appreciate him when he does help, when we actually give him the time to help. Oops. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thanks for listening.